Although she gained most of her fame through blues singing, her comfort with jazz and pop standards made her as difficult to label as Holiday had been, and when the situation called for it, she could employ great subtlety for love songs before returning to her default style, with which she could enliven the raunchiest blues. Blues, indeed, is where Etta James lived, although she protested being trapped within any label, as it might suggest that there was a genre she couldn't do. To her, such a possibility was unacceptable, and in the end, she maintained a robust career of six decades, producing a dozen hit singles, 23 individual albums, 54 compilation albums, and 11 film and TV soundtrack discs, not to mention almost every honor in the industry. Whether or not her fan base was as broad as those of her colleagues, she would come to serve as a primary influence on her generations and on those of the next greatest artists, including Diana Ross, Rod Stewart, and Janis Joplin. She bridged the chasm between the genres of R&B and rock and stands today as one of the matriarchs of modern music, presiding over a body of white and black blues-driven artists. As she fittingly put it, I want to show that gospel, country, blues, rhythm and blues, jazz, rock and roll are all just really one thing. Those are the American music, and that is the American culture. Nonetheless, Professor Michael Coyle of Colgate University once suggested that Etta James, despite her many successes and eventual worldwide fame, never truly got her moment in the sun, and that every time she was afforded the chance to gain her larger mixed-race audience, the national listenership moved on before she could close the deal. Still, through sheer persistence, James reached the 1990s as a legendary musical force. The question of whether she ever became a household name, despite being known and admired by those who counted themselves as devotees to the genre, has continued ever since her death, but her general fame is so widespread in the present that the entire issue seems increasingly moot. James is said to have been worth $16 million at the time of her death, and after being inducted into every other important Hall of Fame association for non-classical singers of her generation, she finally found a place in the last ones soon after her death, the Rockabilly Hall of Fame and the Apollo Theater Hall of Fame. The Italian composer Giacomo Rossini once dared a group of people to bring him anything, even a laundry or shopping list, and he would make a special piece of music out of it. The same was apparently true for Etta James, who crossed from genre to genre without a second thought but never experienced a real failure. Astonished that fans spent so much energy classifying her, she generally replied when asked, Who cares? She brought a one-of-a-kind primal ache to ballads and a thrilling monstrous quality to the most sexualized blues numbers. She had the vocal girth for the most animalistic of musical diatribes and the finest brush for jazz detail. She could sing with a beautiful, enticing tone, or assault a listener with a stony and coarse belligerence at the drop of a hat. Those who worked around her, friends, enemies, colleagues, managers, experienced her private persona in much the same way. To Lupe de Leon's observation, that despite being the most successful of James's managers, Etta James is unmanageable, 
All of those close to her would have agreed, and most cite her offstage powers of personality as essential elements of her music-making. To James, the quality of an ever-stoked sense of rage was important to her survival, and contrary to offering apologies to the offended, she considered it to be among her best qualities. She claimed in her autobiography, I've learned to live with rage. With it, I got a lot more songs to sing. Most in her circle would also agree that she was a hellraiser who had a tempestuous relationship with her family, her men, and the music industry. Analyzing herself on many occasions as a musical version of the hottest hooker on the street and the queen of the evening, singing the blues brought out the shades of night for her, and the darker passions of fully released sorrow was her decided preference. The hours before noon have never interested me.